This is No BS Job Search Advisor Radio, episode 2636. I'm your host, Jeff Alton, the Big Game Hunter, and welcome. Today's show is one of the typical mistakes people make when negotiating benefits. I've seen this so many times, and it's painful for me, and that's why, among the reasons why people hire me to coach them because I help them avoid making mistakes throughout the life cycle of their job search uh, that can prove so costly. If you're curious, uh, if you have questions, go to my website, thebiggamehunter.us. If you have questions, hire me for what I call trusted advisor services. I'll have a link to that in the show notes where you can ask me questions. We can have a 30-minute conversation. I'll understand your circumstances and offer you some advice. And if you're interested because you're in an early stage of earlier stage of your job search, go to the site and hire me for coaching. And I'd be very happy to help you. Again, thebiggamehunter.us. Look for the schedule button and you can schedule me for coaching. Now, today's show, again, is about mistakes people make negotiating benefits, and I'd like to help you avoid them. Hope you find this show helpful. Please share it on LinkedIn and elsewhere. It will help other people. And we'll be back in just one moment. Today, we're going to look at common mistakes people make negotiating benefits. I'm Jeff Alpin, The Big Game Hunter. I started to be called The Big Game Hunter when I did recruiting, did it for a long time, and filled a lot of positions globally. Now, People hire me for no BS coaching and career advice. Again, my work is global in scope. And the work can involve job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading better, resolving workplace issues because I make things easier for people. And let's look at some of the mistakes that people make when looking at benefits. And the most common one is they only focus on salary. They don't look at the benefits. They don't understand the benefits. They don't understand when the benefits go into effect. They don't understand the limitations of the benefits. They just focus on salary. They don't understand how stock works, restrictive stock units, profit sharing, what circumstances are like in case they're terminated, you know, as a result of layoffs. They don't understand any of that stuff. They just look at salary. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two is not even understanding the benefits, even if they see them in the brochure. And thus, they wind up being confused by them. They don't ask questions. And that's just immature. Don't just look at salary. If you're looking at benefits, understand what they are, what the limitations of them are. Number three is assuming that the initial offer is non-negotiable. And thus, you know, it's a mistake that if they've come in low, that you can't improve the salary, that the benefits at many firms can be negotiated or improved upon in some way. It can happen. You don't have to accept the fact, or you don't have to accept the notion that this is it, you're stuck, this is the way it is for everyone, take it or leave it. You can always try and do better. Not number The next thing is not communicating what their needs are and their priorities are to the potential employer. And thus, they wind up being in a situation where the employer is kind of surprised because it's never surfaced along the way. 
Asking questions at different points in the interview process allows you to discern what benefits are going to be like and thus how the offer is going to be constructed and thus making demands without providing any reasoning, justification, or context becomes another mistake people make. And again, I mentioned this earlier, accepting a benefit without fully understanding the terms or conditions of it. You know, you may have heard the words, but you haven't asked follow-up questions because you don't want to come across as being dumb, do you? Failing to understand the long-term impact of the benefits being negotiated. Like, uh, there's someone I've been working with for a long time, and in his contracts, he's able to negotiate termination circumstances because he's stepping into C-level roles. He knows management can change, and thus he's been able to negotiate six-month severances. And more, uh, in one, you know, in the country that he's working in, six months is the norm. He goes for more, and sometimes has been able to get it. Next is not considering the needs or concerns of the employer. What's the messaging that they take from your inquiries? And thus, it's a dance for you. You have to be sensitive. Being too aggressive or confrontational is a problem as well. When you come across as angry, when you come across as annoyed, that will impact you once you join as well. And thus, the next thing is not following up. And thus, the terms and conditions are not included in any offer once they've been adjusted. Now, I'm going to add one more in here. And that's the notion of, and I've mentioned this in other videos, there's a theater in interviewing, there's a theater in negotiation as well. You can't just go in there and start punching them in the mouth and assume that they're going to respond well to that. You have to always have a degree of um, concern for them, communicate well with them, and you may need to practice prior to doing this. I hope you found this helpful. I'm Jeff Altman. Visit my website, thebiggamehunter.us. There's a ton in the blog that can help you. In addition, you can schedule time for trusted advisor services, help with salary negotiation. If you're interested in my coaching you longer term, you can always schedule a free discovery call with me or schedule time for coaching so I can help you. Also, I want to encourage you, depending upon where you are in the job search process, you might find my video courses, books, and guides helpful. Lastly, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IM forward slash the big game hunter. Have a terrific day and most importantly, 